Man, did you see that uh, Dark Crystal show? No. Is oh, it? Dude. Fucking series? Damn. You see the movie back in the day? No, it was... Was it like... Jim Henson. Muppety? Muppets. Yeah. yeah it's all Muppets, okay. yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Hardcore. Like, the original Dark Crystal, it's super cool. It's, like, a classic. But, like, the the TV show, it's a prequel. Like, takes place, like, a thousand years in the past. Hmm. Uh, but, like, you see, like, Gelfling society, what that was like. And you know, like, the movie, like, takes place in a time where there there's only, like, a few Gelfling left. Like, they're almost totally wiped out. Hmm. Um, so it's really cool to see the show that's like when they're in full swing. Yeah. What would like the height of the Gelfling society and, um, the whole thing is like a really cool metaphor for shit for like modern society, uh, capitalism. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it ties in. It ties in. Cool. Yeah. It ties in. Um, I mean, it, it's, if anybody's interested in watching it, it they should watch it. I probably shouldn't. I don't know if I want to spoil it or whatever, but um, it. Uh, I will say it. It adds so much to the the world uh, with the world building, and it, it provides so much context and depth uh, to the world that it actually makes the original movie better, which I think is a mark of a good prequel. Mm. Yeah, um, that's a hard thing to do too. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Um, because you really got to play inside the lines uh, that are drawn by the existing material, right. but also like while expanding it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's like how do we stay in a boundary? Yeah, and then explode it. The but then they, the Netflix was able to get uh, a lot of the people that were on the original um, uh, team. Yeah, and uh, so that the work that they did was um, very much like. Uh, what Jim Henson would have wanted. Oh, um, awesome. There's yeah. like a couple scenes where they have uh, special effects where it's like practical effects would have been cooler. Um, right. Yeah, I feel that way but, about like the Star Wars series too. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it was there's only a few elements where that happens. Um, also, like they, the, they do things like uh, have the Skeksis tongues move, which when they're just the full puppet, they, they don't. Um, you know, they, so they CG tongue action in there, um, but they don't they don't do it all the time. Uh, so that it's it's kind of just it's sort of like um, the like Tarantino movies. Like they say, like what you should do is swear, have a scene with a lot of swearing, and then you get you get it. Then the audience knows that they swear a lot. Like you don't need to swear the whole movie. Right. Um, I don't know if Tarantino does that or if I just said that because somebody was saying that Tarantino should have just done that. Um, but it's the thing that happens in film. You just sort of like yeah. set uh, an idea for it and then like you, your mind remembers that and it doesn't need to see the Skeksis tongue moving all the time. Yeah. Well, I feel like the Tarantino movies I've seen do that. Um, <clears throat> like Pulp Fiction, mm. for example. Like Samuel L. Jackson... Was like swearing the whole time. Uh, like those characters will swear throughout the whole movie. Um, Reservoir Dogs. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but if I remember right, they're swearing the whole time because that movie's mostly dialogue, mm-hmm. and they're definitely like a bunch of, you know, rough CD types 
and like shooting this shit like myself yeah yeah like like christian <laughs> and like i was actually thinking while you were talking um and try, i was paying attention <laughs> I, I feel like the conversation is evidence of that mm. testifying for myself i'm on record but i was thinking like you are definitely the more stately person in the room right now <laughs> you're like i'm like leaning into the mic right and mm-hmm. like you know i'm like in it i'm on a, I'm on a, a stool i'm on a drum throne christian is like in a recliner He's got a scarf on, this like majestic beard flowing out from it. You're you're like leaned back. You like almost don't even care that the mic is there. Yeah, the tips of Christian's mustache are like curled up in such a way that one might draw a connection between him and an old time Frenchman. <laughs> uh that's so embarrassing. <laughs> I think it's great. Welcome to Left on the List. Um <laughs> Starring Chief Sound Engineer Peter Sanchez and uh, also with <laughs> Christian Matson. Um, that's me. I think I think we just flipped roles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just own me so completely by describing me that uh, I I don't even need to be here anymore. Oh, you you, you the description is so perfect that uh, yeah, uh, I feel like owning is the wrong verbiage there. <laughs> You, you, it's like a photography steals a person's soul. Oh. Describing a person, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it, uh, it acquires that soul. Shout know? out to First Nations people. Shout out to, yeah. To that, that's where that mythos comes from, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I heard anyway in my, my childhood history channel viewing experiences. You're right. Is that uh, Native Americans didn't want their photos taken because when they saw themselves, they were like, you they thought a piece of them was being taken when their photo was. Yeah. There's, I, there's like some, some specific, uh, groups that, uh, like the word for soul, like in, in translates in a certain way. And like to see a person, like to have the image of a person, like that's a thing. And, and, um, Oh yeah. You know, that actually makes sense. Not in like native American context, but, um, this is terrible because I'm going to draw an awful conclusion here in a second. Oh, my God. I mean, like, What's not, like, happen? morally awful. Just, like, I feel cheesy. I'm really scared. Bringing it up. But um, in, like, the Hindu religion, the mm. Hindu religion, um, mm. namaste means I see the divinity within you, mm. uh, which kind of makes sense in that context. That's really nice. Because you see them, like, their divinity is, like, their soul, but you're all kind of, like, connected, mm. right? The Atman, mm. the Brahmin similar to kind of like Buddhist idea. I'm not going to like explain the Amin and the Brahmin right now. Right. But it's like essentially like the self and like the everyone. <clears throat> the chief sound engineer is uh, gesturing wildly. And, yeah. Uh, those gestures uh, convey a lot of meaning. I'm losing my mind. You, you, is what the listener saying. has missed so much context. Yeah. I gesticulate is the word actually. <laughs> that is a word. Yeah. But the conclusion that you really should take away mm-hmm. from this little rant is that uh, – they do a very similar thing to Namaste mm. in the James Cameron Avatar movie. Oh God, <laughs> that movie is so. Oh, and it, you know it ties back to First Nations people too yeah. because it was Pocahontas in space. So appropriative, yeah. yeah. And it was so appropriative in like a fundamental way that it was even like stealing wholesale from like other white knight like white savior yeah uh, films like uh dances with wolves and yeah man uh, fern yeah. gully it's like dances with fern gully um it kind of is yeah 
Pocahontas dances with Ferngully. I like I can't hate on James Cameron too much because he's he's actually kind of a cool guy, uh, but I still hate him because uh, of that movie. I hate that movie. That movie was pretty. Awful. There's a uh, a screen uh, treatment. Um, it's it's sort of like a treatment is what is like a pre-script. It's like before you write the script, you write a treatment that's like about what the story is. Uh, it's it's about what you want the movie to be. Is it sort of like a like a sales pitch to uh, the content? It's it's creators? less of a sales pitch, but more oh to the content creators. Well, I I, I guess it's you way. like summarize it for the the, the yeah, crew. Yeah, it's it's or? like you know when when you before you go to the architect to to make the building like you have a conversation about what you want the building to do what you want it to sure. be like like what you want people to think when they see it what, what sorts of things it will kind of look like yeah you know? so in james james cameron's his, it was like his damn it's a big building <laughs> well james cameron's treatment was this is this is a movie uh that he wanted to make for uh like decades but he didn't have the technology uh he to, to do it right like he had a mm-hmm. vision and he wanted to do it, and he was going to do all this shit, and it was um, groundbreaking um, in a lot of ways. But the the treatment makes it sound way cooler, way cooler. But then um, people say that he he scaled it back, he dialed it back. He he was like, "This I don't want it to be that cool," because he was nervous about it. Because he was nervous that he was going to invest all this money in it, and then. If if he did this cool stuff, then it might not work out. Uh, it might not be popular. Hmm. So he. If I make this movie cooler, it won't be as popular. Potentially, you know, it might yeah. it might not do as well with audiences because uh, focus group testing says it might not. You yeah. Know? So they they went and made it as safe a movie as possible. So and uh, you know what? It worked. It, it, <laughs> they made so. They much made a money. lot of money, but also not a lot of people saw it again. You know what? Here's another really sad confession that I'm sorry that ever happened. <laughs> I I saw the movie in theaters, uh-huh. which is already like a bad call. <laughs> I saw it. You know, it was but, a cultural then, moment. Everybody had to see it. But then we like went back and what? saw it in 3D. Oh, <laughs> it I just I can't watch 3D because I've got astigmatism, oh, so yeah. it, it always gives me a headache and it doesn't like work for me. Yeah, like, it's also like 3D is not that impressive. For that movie, it was like probably better to see in 3d but like the fact that i saw it twice uh, mm. because like, the thing is the scale and the cg are the best parts about that movie but this is the only good things about that movie yeah. yeah so like you you see the giant forest and it's like whoa that tree looks farther away than that other tree <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that was like the best experience god but like unobtainium come on oh yeah like just everything about the movie is like are you serious you know and yeah, I, I I I don't want this to be an anti the Avatar podcast, but um, but fuck the Avatar. Really... <laughs> I like how every time you lead with that, it's like, but also fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I just don't want it to. I don't want to define myself by saying that I hate right. homeopathics and Avatar. Yeah, but like... thank you for pulling up this specific example. I <laughs> I was like, he's done this before. I know it. Right. Well, I, I do account for half of the listens to our podcast. I, I know what I said. Oh, yeah. Oh, like you are like racking up the. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the future, you'll be like half of your own Patreon contributions. Oh, that's a good idea. You pay yourself. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to start doing that. Yeah. Um, actually, I won't do that because I don't have any money. Yeah. Please you subscribe have money to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
Please do, God. Yeah, uh, subscribers will get uh, bonus content, uh, and um, also they'll they'll keep me alive because, yeah. like, uh, spiritually and physically. physically. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a serious deal. Um, I gotta I gotta make two hundred dollars a week, or I'll die. Which I feel like is extremely feasible. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, we, we, and and you could begin. You could be on the f- ground floor. The f- one of the first, the proud, the few, one of the chosen. Uh, and, and they say that the ground floor isn't that glamorous because, like, the skyscrapers have all the views at the top. But think about it. <laughs> the laundry rooms are on the ground floor. Right. I, I This is a laundry room podcast. Yeah. yeah. you got to think about the sweet scent of dryer scent. Uh, dryer sheets. Thank you. Yeah. Dryer sheets. Dryer scent. Is, <laughs> it's, it's very dusty. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of dog hair in there. Oh yeah, I, I bet. At least here there is. Yeah, yeah. You could weave. You could weave something out of that. Oh, that's gross and interesting. There's a kind of dog that used to be uh, grown just for making um, felt from the, yeah. the dog hair. <clears throat> Hopefully, those dogs were cleaner than the dogs that roll around in and shit. I mean, here. you probably wouldn't wash those dogs more often. Yeah. Before you sure. To them. be fair, I never wash the dogs here. That's and as a disclaimer, that my roommates' dogs. Those dogs are great, but like, they're not your dogs. I, yeah, I don't, I don't watch them, so I'm part of the problem. They'd have to pay you or something. Yeah. Hey, listeners, don't be part of the problem. <laughs> uh, wash, wash your dogs. Yeah, wash your dogs, uh, but also wash uh, these dogs. <laughs> Please wash these dogs. Please. That's actually what this podcast is about. It's about dog washing. No, oh, I meant don't be part of the problem. Oh right, yeah. No. Um, I, I definitely meant the dog thing, but I thought it was a good segue. Oh, are we recording? Oh, we 100% are. <laughs> so weird. I had no idea. Uh, I'm just kidding. Welcome to Left on the List. Uh, Ooh, I like the sound effects. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Drinking 19 Crimes. Yeah. Um, this is relevant to the podcast. Um, 19 Crimes is a wine that uh, capitalizes on um, uh, British imperial uh, war crimes and uh, crimes against humanity. They don't. They don't mean to. Uh, it's actually uh, nineteen crimes. It's uh, named after the nineteen crimes that uh, could get a British uh, rogue, upon conviction, to be um, transported to Australia uh, if they chose uh, to go to Australia rather than accept the death, the death penalty. Um, and uh, so it's kind of interesting. It's got like a. It's a rare wine that uh, is very cheap, but also uh, historically relevant. Yeah. <clears throat> and by rare, you mean like I've seen that wine in Safeway for years. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's rare because there aren't any other wines that I know of that um, have a little history lesson oh, yeah. uh, on every bottle. That is cool, actually. Yeah. And uh, the cover is always like some random uh, convict convict yeah. from, from the era. Possible Australian. Mm-hmm. 
I also uh, I don't like to drink California wines. Really? Uh, yeah, they uh, have high levels of sulfites. Right. Um, higher than in Oregon wines. Yeah. Um, sulfites are a type of preservative for those who don't know. Yeah, I don't even know what they are. All I know is that they hurt. Uh, also, supposedly, I mean, that's they say that's why like you get a wine headache. You know, mm-hmm. some people do. Yeah, I don't, but but you get I get headaches from being dehydrated. And alcohol does dehydrate you. So if you're not like drinking water, I don't know. Anyway, the, the my point is like, I've read up on sulfites a little bit, mm. but the facts are so muddy. They're like, there's like, yes, they are bad for you, or like, no, they aren't bad for you. I don't but know if they're necessarily me. bad for you, but the the people that get like red wine headaches, like, yeah, because it's a thing. Some people get like headaches right away from from it. Like they don't get it from sulfite free wines. Really? Uh, yeah, and and uh, organic wines uh, will not have sulfites uh, because the thing that makes them have lots of sulfites are the number of, um, uh, what's it called, uh, fertilizer. Fertilize? Yeah, yeah fertilizer. Yeah. Chemical chemical fertilizer um, adds sulfites to the soil, um, and uh, also a bunch of California wine was tested positive for arsenic. Mm. Okay, that's pretty awful. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I'm. I guess I'm a nervous Nelly. You know, I also yeah. don't eat sushi like more than once, like every few months. Okay. You know, even though I love it, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, you could just get cooked sushi, which isn't technically sushi, I guess. Whatever. But <laughs> well, that's just fish. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, but you could get rolls that are like cooked and stuff. Oh yeah. Or you could well, get vegetarian stuff. Yeah. It's still though. It's it like. I mean, yeah, I said sushi, but like fish really is what I should have said. Okay. Um, because it, it's it, yeah, there's like parasites and stuff, and in, in that like you kill when you cook, uh, fish, uh, versus anything, when you eat yeah. it raw. Yeah. yeah. But um, but just fish in general, like it has arsenic, lead, mercury. Um, right. All plastic. the stuff that's been dumped in the ocean. The yeah, yeah. which is um, ocean is that like. 30% more acidic than it was uh, 50 years ago. Yeah. It's absorbing more heat. Uh, and as it absorbs more heat, it uh, it becomes more acidic and it's, it absorbs heat faster than the um, the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, it becomes an exponential yeah, rate of growth. And yeah, we're, we're, we're in some trouble town, man. Like, yeah. Speaking of trouble town, yeah. I read another terrifying thing about the planet. That's New Delhi. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that New Delhi. I always pronounce it New Delhi, but nobody told me to stop. Okay, so. sure. <clears throat> I yeah, no one's told me to shut up because I don't know what I'm talking about yet. <laughs> Maybe someone after this podcast will finally and and please do like correct yeah. me. Yeah, in my ignorance, get on Twitter and fight me. Yeah, because fight, of, because of Peter, fight me, Christian Matson, <laughs> the one who doesn't know. Damn, I was. <laughs> anyway, uh, I read about how the the air pollution in India's biggest city, uh, its capital, actually I don't know if it's the biggest city, but it's the capital. It's is, a big ass city. It's, oh, so, it's so bad. Thick. Yeah. It looks like it's it's uh like the really thick fog. Yeah, like, but but what's crazy is it's so bad that the government has told people to stay inside indefinitely and that it's like people are dying from this pollution and it looks like fog and it's like what was the what was the number it was like one in like 10 deaths are like attributed to wow 
to air pollution issues. That might have been China. It mentioned China as well as like a big yeah. Issue. There's there's uh, Beijing has got uh, some big problems too. Yeah, um, industrialization is uh, it's always brutal. It it always exacts a toll, and um, it's really hard right now for the United States to say to these other countries, be like, hey, um, you know, stop that because the United States is responsible for the lion's share of worldwide global like historical uh, emissions right and we're also the only country in the UN who has formally pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord it's uh it it's not formal yet um but but yeah I mean we're we're doing it we're we're pulling out oh I think I think it just happened just 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 like a couple days ago yeah yeah but it's it's that that's been a long time coming. Like Trump's always said, he's going to do that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we we need to have we need to change course on that. You know, we've got to we've got to be a leader uh, and say like, look, we're we're doing all this, and also like, we're sorry, third world. Uh, uh, you're you know not going to have to. Um, it sucks when we say to the rest of the world don't pollute but like we did it all you know and then we say to the rest of the world we all need to chip in but it's like uh the people of haiti didn't fucking uh do shit like and they actually wanted to talk about haiti uh they um i wanted to like do in depth on haiti but like i didn't do the research i i know some stuff but like i wanted to be able to have information that was interesting uh, it'll still be interesting, though. This is a Broad Strokes podcast. Welcome uh, to Broad Strokes with bro- Christian Madsen. Bro- that is, uh, that would have been a great. We're just uh, gonna name. put a happy little tree right yeah. here. <laughs> Broad Look Strokes. at that. It's so, so peaceful. Oh man, yeah. Now I don't like the name Broad Strokes. I was like, if I had thought of Broad Strokes before, I thought of Left on the List. It might have Broad Strokes would have been a good mm. name. But uh, it's always time to change, Christian. Yeah. No. No. It's just like late. the climate. I already paid for. Uh, Oh, you paid for that. Did you copyright it? No. I mean, yes. <laughs> we, can cut, we can cut that out. <laughs> no one has to know. Um, oh, yeah. So Haiti, um, Haiti's been, like, really fucked up by the West for, like, a long time. There were um, French colony and uh, one of the first uh, colonies and... Uh, they was it a sugar yeah sugar sugar plantation colony um uh population is uh predominantly black uh because it was you know african black african slavery uh slaves uh stolen you know from africa uh and they had a revolt in the end of the 1700s so that they were um free by 1904 or pardon me 1804 um and the West, the global community, and, and led by France, demanded the equivalent of, like in today's dollars, uh, about $20 billion in exchange for the loss of property. And that loss of property was, was the slaves. Like hmm. the, all of these slaves being free, they were charged for their freedom. They're like, yeah. okay, um, the population is like, just imagine like, being charged for your own freedom like you get out of jail and it's like here's a bill for a million dollars yeah you, know, you really screwed up that toilet in there man <laughs> it's just so messed up and they they like 
uh, struggled for century uh, to, you know, over a century, almost two centuries to pay off this debt, you know, and they, they did in the in the fifties, they finally like, we did it. Like we paid off the debt that we incurred by being free and what the fuck, you know? And so it's messed up that Haiti has been in this situation. And then in the 1915, yeah, 1915, uh, the United States, uh, invaded Haiti and, uh, there was a, an occupation until 1934. Um, and, uh, the United States, uh, sort of paid for the overthrow of uh, Aristide, uh, Jean-Baptiste Aristide, twice uh, in 1994 and then again in uh, uh, in 2004. Um, and, uh, and the U.S.-backed uh, current regime, they... Uh, did I already talk about Haiti in this podcast? No. Um, okay, getting some detail. <clears throat> not that... Uh, no, not in any of these episodes. Mm. I did read one of your posts briefly when I was at work today, mm. and it mentioned Haiti for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like, I like this idea of uh, writing something on, on Instagram, and then that helps me think about what I want to say in the podcast. Yeah. But I was just so high, uh, and I forgot what I wrote. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. it, uh, uh, it, it was, and it was also more broad strokes. I was talking about capitalism in general. Yeah, it touched on Haiti for mm-hmm. maybe two sentences. I mean, it's, it's one of the things. It's like, what is, what are examples of the failure of capitalism? And sort of like look right. around, you know, yeah. like any one thing you look at, like why has this been a problem for a hundred years? Mm. What what is up with the poverty in Haiti? And uh, a a worthless right wing chud uh, will say, oh well, they're just because they're stupid because they're black because I'm racist and you know that's just the way it is like we we have to have in order for uh, capitalism to work we have to have people in the bottom of the economic pyramid and so there they are um, and and that's just nonsensical it's ridiculous um, there's no reason we have to have a society a global uh, economic system that uh, preys upon people like that we don't need to have that but um but that's the way it is right now and uh yeah they they got uh wiped out with that uh tsunami and um the earthquake in haiti the earthquake in haiti yeah. Yeah, yeah did they get hit with the tsunami after the quake um i just remember it was really bad yeah that's the, that's the big takeaway i think there was a tsunami that that wiped away like fishing villages and, okay. and such so they get like this influx of money. Everybody's like, Oh, we got to help Haiti. Um, and the like global charity complex, uh, including the Clinton foundation. I mean, the Clinton foundation was a big part in this. Like they took that money and then didn't really give it to the Haitians. Like they gave it to companies that wanted to build hotels on the, the coastline. Um, but they but they didn't like give it to people who wanted to rebuild their fishing village you know all those fishing villages are gone right uh and they're they've been replaced by cabanas and hmm. tourist you know shops yeah. um and and like five star hotels and host hotel complexes hmm. um so now the the Haitian coastline can be even more of a playground for the rich 
but the poor who were there and who have have everything taken away from them, you know, again, uh, they're in the streets now. Um, and there's this thing called uh, Petro Caribe. That's it, Petro Caribe. It's probably something like that. It, it's spelled like it sounds, kind of. <laughs> That's um, <laughs> not easy for me to guess on. Caribe. Caribe. C A R I B E. I don't speak Haitian, unfortunately. Actually, there's some people uh, at this this one place I work who speak Haitian. I could. Don't they speak? Um, like French or Spanish or something? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. If it, they, it's definitely the language they're speaking is not French. <clears throat> it doesn't oh, sound like French to me. Creole, Creole, which is go. a type, a blend of French, right? <clears throat> I think so. It's like French mixed with some other dialect, which I would be guessing if I said anything. Spanish English. I'm gonna guess Spanish and English. Yeah, it's my. You guess. just cut out the French. Yeah, it's French. Oh, you think it's French, Spanish, and English all um, mixed together? Yeah. Okay. I I'll look it up. Some More time. information in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Show noted. Show noted. Uh, so, it, but it, it's it's just interesting. Like, so there's this program that Venezuela has called called uh, Petro Caribe. Um. All oh, right. Venezuela speak Spanish and so their program is has kind of a Spanish name anyway okay um, and this is a program uh, where they would sell uh, oil to these poor Latin American countries um, at a discounted rate uh, and then they would take that money that they got from selling this oil to these countries and invest it or, or like they would take a portion of that money and save it rather than like keep it uh, as, as profit because they weren't this this is a program that was not to make a profit okay. um, and they they created a bank and then that 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 bank of money would be given to uh, a country after so many years uh, and they they were doing this with like 14 other Latin American and Caribbean uh, countries. Um, as sort of a way for Venezuela to provide uh, an alternative source of money and revenue than the United States, like, charity complex and uh, and the IMF. So it was like a humanitarian effort by them to, like, store money for humanitarian purposes. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's like humanitarian, it it kind of narrows the scope. it's, It's money for the government to use uh like uh housing providing housing or or providing clean water have to be charitable uh i mean i feel like the word charity uh implies um like this is this is money for food you know this is money for housing for poor people and in a way it's charitable because it's like this is money for a poor country to Mm -hmm. build um like a water treatment plant. You know, this is this is money for a poor country to build an airport to increase like uh, uh, money flow. Okay, you know? so it's not exactly disaster relief. It's not exactly quote unquote humanitarian funding, mm-hmm. but it's it's like infrastructure support for like it's it's all of the above. countries. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the thing is, and what kind of kicked off these protests is uh, this. Um, 
U.S.-backed government when it came time to do an accounting for the Petro-Caribe money that the country was was owed, uh, the administration had to say, like, sorry, we, we spent it on graft. Like, we... It's all in our pockets. Like, we are, we already bought the Fabergé egg. You know, they pocketed the money. Like, the, mm-hmm. and some of them left the country, and the president was still there, and uh, and they've been protesting for a year, uh, like over a year now. And uh, in the past, uh, protests like these like led to governments stepping down, but the, this this government is holding on. Um, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, the, I mean, the, there's there's just a, a wide world of protests right now. Iraq is still uh, uh, protesting, um, and there have been a lot of deaths, uh, like state murders, um, from violent responses to that uh, that protest. Um, and uh, Algeria uh, has been protesting, um, and and they've actually gotten the the president of Algeria to step down hmm. uh and uh and some other key figures but they they don't they're they're saying that they're not going to stop protesting and they've been they've been having you know million people marches like every like twi- twice a week uh and is Algeria is that protest and conflict tied into the Rojava conflict in northeastern no Syria? uh that, that's that's kind of unique I mean Algeria is northern Africa um yes it's like in the area kind of but it's more um of a it, it ties into Haiti and you know Iraq because it is a rejection of neolib- neoliberalism uh like uh, austerity and uh, the the kinds of corruption that that you have in a government that um, that is supported by the United States and the West. So that's yeah, that's that's some things. Yeah, that's a, a few things. I'm yeah. interested to hear more about <clears throat> about Rojava and why that conflict started and why the people decided to to revolt. Really, the broad because, strokes are yeah. Um, I mean, like, and we'll get into that with the guest yeah, next well, time. Yeah, well, like, here are my broad strokes, and then the guest can hear this and be like, well, I got to correct Christian. Or she might <laughs> say, uh, yeah, Christian's really smart. Um, who knows? Who knows what she'll say? Next I time will just be an time. hour of her being like, Christian, you're so smart. Christian, that was so right. I would love to spend the hour with her, um, even though she definitely won't say those things. Uh, but uh, but she's, she's a lot of fun. But... Uh, yeah, the, the broad strokes are when at the end of World War One, which is wild. More people should talk about World War One. Uh, but the end, at the end of World War One, uh, the Western like European powers uh, had sort of uh, taken over the area, and uh, and they were cutting up the remains of the the Ottoman Empire. And they gave uh, a chunk uh, to Iraq and a chunk to Iran and a chunk to Syria and a chunk to Turkey. Yeah, and uh, and the Kurds were left in the dust. And that's sort of like by by design. Like that's the way that the West carves up shit when they're leaving it because they want they want that discord. They want that strife. They mm-hmm. want they want there to be 
a large group of people that get fucked because then they can always come back and be like, hey, do you want to take over the country and get them back, get back at them? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. And we, and the United States and well, uh, England did, did, did this a lot. Um, the British Empire, um, but all colonial empires. Uh, this, this is the way they leave shit. Um, and so the Kurds are, I, I didn't know this, uh, the largest, the single largest ethnic group without its own country. Um, which is kind of big for how much, how many people there are out yeah. there. Um, <clears throat> and for how little I feel like most Americans know about it. Yeah. Because um, I really didn't know much about Kurdistan or the Kurds until like 2019. I actually met somebody <clears throat> who's from the Middle East. She's lived in America for a long time, but she has kind of a crazy history and like comes from Iraq originally. Mm. And was doing the broad strokes version for me, you know, the uninformed of how crazy and uh, and how tough it's been for the Kurds. Yeah, it's been it's been super tough and it's been really crazy. And um, the the left uh, has uh, um, really been their imaginations really been captured by Rojava because of the the project they had there, like in in. Syrian Kurdistan, uh, where they they have uh, anarchist military. Uh, they have uh, a very uh, pro feminist, pro environmentalist uh, sort of sort of thing going on there. Um, where they, whatever they undertake, you know, any any project, they consider the environmental impact, uh, and that's without a like a strong federal government to force that it's just a um sort of a matter of course and uh they have uh like an all-women fighting unit yeah uh that is a really big deal a they're they they organize horizontally rather than vertically it's not top down right it's like somebody notices that they need something like something is needed in society so they go to the person next to them hey like we need this don't you think don't you agree you know they're like yeah i do you know and they go to the person next to them and they together like they they get a bunch of people and they make it happen like that's anarchist organizing yeah one of the terms used to describe that rebellion when i was like just you know briefly looking it up because we've mentioned it before so Mm -hmm. i was you know looking into a little bit was anarchist libertarianism and there's like a bunch of different terms that have been kind of like slapped onto the movement, but it's just like a very kind of super left wing revolution that they're trying to to pull out. Yeah, it's it's hardcore in, it's, in an extremely like tyrannical region, too. Right. Famously, you know, like we over here in the United States and the heart of the empire, we're always looking over there, and I mean, you 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 don't have to try very hard to find. Uh, right wingers who are just like we should just turn the whole re- region into glass like they're always fighting uh which just nuke it and walk away and left wingers too or well democrats at least liberals they'll you know they'll be like huh maybe you're right you know like it has been uh, a mess all the time like maybe maybe they just don't want democracy you know maybe maybe it's wrong for us to impose democracy it's like yeah we shouldn't be imposing anything uh but to say that 
uh, people don't want to have democracy. It's almost uh, um, belittling of, of people. It's like, right. oh, they can't take care of themselves. They need a strong, uh, a strong man yeah. to run shit. I mean, just off of the fundamentals of how we kind of view our society, we look back towards, you know, these ancient Greeks who created this system that we thought was so great that we deem them the founders of the Western civilization mm. and we pride individualism and the ability to like self govern so highly because we, I guess just attribute that kind of intelligence and like uh, moral aptitude towards ourselves, you know, mm. which is why we all get to vote and why the individual paradigm is so highly valued in Western society. And to say that a group of people can't or aren't capable of that is to kind of like belittle their own, you know, individual ability to self-govern. Yeah, democracy for me, uh, strong man for thee. <laughs> like, we we are gonna bring democracy to these other countries, but then, you know, here we got the the government of Iraq, and it's like, oh, they're democratic, but uh, it, how how much? You know, and that, there's a reason why there's there heavy protesting there um and the, the regime is uh fighting back with bullets rather than promises to lift people out of poverty uh and um yeah yeah shit's going down around the world man um there's uh there's also an election going on don't you forget about me O'Rourke Everybody, Andrew Rourke, Andrew Yang. Uh, well, I mean, that's Ying, Andrew Yang singing about uh, many campaigns, um, but uh, Beto O'Rourke is also a campaign that's over. Um, mm-hmm. Beto had uh, started his campaign, uh, got a lot of uh, excitement because of his failed campaign against um, Ted Cruz, um, and. You know, I I think I even donated to Beto's campaign. It's like great, beat Ted Cruz. That'd be fantastic. You know, um, but he had a weak campaign. Um, it was full of pandering and uh, pivots, uh, and people didn't really know what he stood for. Uh, he had really great sounding speeches, uh, full of platitudes, uh, truisms, and people love that. Um, True. Yeah, uh, and uh, but then. You know, he started running for president, and it's like, well, dude, you you lost to Ted Cruz. Like, how are you gonna win against Trump? And uh, so he does this uh, Vanity Fair, uh, like introspective. The like they ask him, what what do you want to be president? And he was like, I was born to do this. It's like, dude, that's a terrible reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care if it's the truth. You gotta lie. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta be like, it's because I care about America. Uh, you know, I care yeah. about, uh, I want to help the American people. Well, like, I would actually prefer him to tell the truth so that he can fail and lose the election. <laughs> yeah, at least he's bad at lying, so that's good. Um, and then he tried to rebrand his campaign and go, like, really hard against uh, gun owners. And it's like, yeah, okay, gun control is a thing. Um, it would be great if we didn't have to deal with shit like uh like we do it'd be better if it was like australia or the uk or norway i don't know uh where we don't have such access 
to guns, but then he's like, I'm going to physically go to everyone's houses. And <laughs> and people were like, like it, him himself personally. Like well, he didn't yeah. say that, but that's the way that people took it. So like Ben Shapiro, uh, the just essentially a Nazi, uh, worst guy. Uh, he he's like, if Ben if if uh, Beto O'Rourke comes to my house, I will shoot him. And it's like, this is why. Uh, is this kind of language that is why so many. Uh, white supremacist mass murderers you know like the big shooters of our day recently c- cite Ben Shapiro as their favorite like hmm. alternative media source like yeah. the last really big massacre uh, the guy listened to Ben Shapiro like 20 times in the in the previous 20 days wow. um, so yeah it, it's, it's funny like and he's always like I never advocate for violence like I abhor violence but then he's like, if Beta O'Rourke comes to my door, I will shoot him. He's fucking dead. Like, okay. Right. Well, fortunately, Beta O'Rourke won't be dead because he's not going to anybody's houses because he's dropping out of the campaign. Yeah. Um, I mean, who's to say he won't vigilante come to your home and ask for your rifles? That would be great. I applaud that. <laughs> if he, he would politely demand to. He's very polite. Nice guy. He's very tall. Uh, he gestures a lot. He, he knows how to skateboard. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Him and uh, Tulsi could have had like a really cool like uh, like a skate battle. Skate battle. Yeah. yeah whoever loses cool. in skate, <laughs> he drops out. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Tulsi would have won. Um, but uh, also, Kamala Harris is uh, scaling back her campaign. Ah, oh, they're gonna say skater. I wish that'd be so cool. It's a mean tray flip. Yeah, she is. Uh, Scaling, but she is closing her Iowa offices. Um, I, I was the first one, I think. It's a big deal. Why is scaling back? It seems like kind of a bad move if you're like trying to become president. Right. It's sort of like when you when you go to a restaurant and you find they cut their menu in half. It's like this restaurant's not going to be around not for a while. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, when that's that, that is such a Portland uh, thing too. <laughs> Like I'm gonna make my political uh, analysis uh, with a reference to uh, restaurants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, right. very Portland. Uh, but uh, but yeah, she she's scaling back her campaign. She closed all of her Iowa offices. Uh, she's not investing anything in Iowa anymore. She's going all in in New Hampshire um, mm. with very limited funds. So you could say this is the opposite. Of the Denny's approach, instead of incorporating, oh, excuse me, I was thinking of IHOP. I was thinking uh, of IHOP oh. because IHOP incorporated burgers into their menu oh. supposedly for a time. Right. I don't know if they're actually doing that. I haven't been to an IHOP in probably ye- like five years. The last time I was, it was the saddest thing ever. <clears throat> yeah. Just get the pancakes. You swore I'll never do it. You again. cannot fuck up pancakes that bad. You can. <laughs> okay. You can, and they will. Oh, okay. Uh, it's terrible. I mean, they're so simple. Yeah, I don't Just know. Just drown them in syrup if you have to. God, I kind of want a pancake now. Yeah, pancakes are great. Yeah, I had a sort of sad waffle today. Actually, you can fuck up waffles pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I if you're bad at making things, you can you can fuck up a lot of things. I mean, I did make them. They were frozen. <laughs> sure. Though I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna specifically bash this hotel I sometimes work at. Mm, yeah, we don't want to be that. Uh, now I'm doxing myself. An anti uh, hotel. An anti hotel uh, chain. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that this hotel I sometimes work at part time 
does serve frozen waffles. Oh, that's terrible. I find out from the banquets. Find out from the banquets. This is like a super unnecessary tangent. But this girl in banquets, it was like I was walking by the buffet and was like, oh, waffles today, like dope. Waffles are delicious. And she's like, oh, they're frozen. She's really (laughs) quiet. I'm like, ah, dude. Why though? You know, every the reason why I like uh, going to hotels is the. the continental breakfast, you know, and then the, mm-hmm. every hotel I go, I, I've been to, they got this like crazy cool, like, um, industrial strength waffle maker. Oh yeah. You know, and you, you like pour the batter, pour the batter in and you flip it and you, you close it and then it beeps and you flip it and mm-hmm. then it beeps again. You open it and it's yeah. done. And it's like, this is a great waffle. Yeah. Those you waffles know? are okay. Yeah. They're great. They're fantastic. <laughs> It's all, it's all about the batter you use. Yeah. You know, and so if it's good batter, so then it's great. bring your own batter in a Ziploc. You could bring your own batter. Cut yeah. the tip and then just like you squeeze could. it in. Yeah. yeah, just the tip. That's all you got to cut. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that, was, that one was a stretch. <laughs> I'll say that. You're looking, you're digging deep for those euphemistic jokes. Oh, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I will say that there's no continental breakfast at this hotel that I work at. It's tragic. I mean, well, well it's because they're a little ritzier. Is it oh, they're so ritzy. They don't need they're so to have ritzy that they breakfast. skip it. Yeah, they have like an attached like coffee bar place, and like the breakfast buffets are like for like big companies that come in and like rent out like meeting spaces mm-hmm. <clears throat> and are there like all day and that kind of shit. Rich people don't eat waffles. Rich people do, and apparently they're okay with frozen waffles. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I I that also tracks. I imagine that rich people have no um, taste. I they, mean, some of the food they serve is like really bomb mm. they made a, a vegetarian lasagna the other day and i'll like go into the kitchen and like snag the food before they like take it away to the dungeon you know mm-hmm. away from the plebes um or well actually you know they take it the away kitchen. from the dungeon yeah yeah away from the dungeon uh but it's so so good it's probably the best lasagna i've ever had meat or non-meat mm. Mm. it's delicious well you're gonna with all that meat uh, and non-meat. Yeah. You're going to need healthcare. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> especially all that cheese I'm eating. And, and speaking of healthcare. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren. Where's this going? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's, uh, healthcare, uh, plan is out now. Okay. Um, is she it, in favor of cheese or opposed to cheese? This is going to decide my vote. She's definitely in favor of cheese. Oh, well then I'm voting for her. Oh, that's Okay. Um, we'll talk about that. You should have uh, said not cheese. Uh, I mean, everybody's in favor of cheese. Um, yeah, true. Except for Marianne Williamson. I don't know. Is that um, a real person? Marianne Williamson? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, um, she's still running. There's no reason why she just is. Okay. Um, she's at 0% everywhere, but you know, technically still running. Uh, so is Amy Klobuchar. Um, so is... Tom Steyer. Uh oh, and billionaire and Epstein friend, uh, and weirdly in his, Epstein's uh, little black book, uh, probably a uh, enjoyer of Epstein's pedophile island. Michael Bloomberg is mm. uh, joining the race. Yeah, a little late to join the race. Yeah, uh, Michael. Yeah. He's uh he's getting on the Alabama primary. Okay. He's uh, signing the papers. Um, Sign yourself away. And uh, have fun with that. 
you stupid fuck. Dump uh, a bunch of money into God knows what. He's a billionaire, so he can he can afford it. Whatever. Yeah. Also, uh, another um, Epstein pal uh, and uh, Lolita Express enjoyer, Bill Gates, uh, had a great interview uh, recently talking about Elizabeth Warren's plan uh, for health care, which includes uh, some wealth tax, minor wealth tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie Sanders has a wealth tax um, to a proposal. Uh, and Bill Gates is like, look, you know, I've paid a lot of taxes. I have paid $10, billions in, $10 billion in taxes, um, which is true, but it's funny. He has a bill, he has over $100 billion, mm-hmm. and it's not like he's been paying $10 billion a year. It's He's paid $10 billion Over the course of his taxable right. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which actually sounds kind of low uh, with the amount of money that he has. Um, but he says, uh, I've paid $10 billion. Uh, 10 billion. I'm willing to pay 20 million. But then if you ask me to pay a hundred billion, then I, I start have to, I start, I'm, I start have to having to do math to figure out like how much money I have left and like cry me a tear for this guy who has $106 billion. Then he has to budget. He'll, he'll have, he'll be left with only $6 billion. Like he'll still be a billionaire, yeah. a multi-billionaire. And a billion's a lot of money, dude. Like, a billion is a lot of money. You can you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and you can scrape by on six mm. billion dollars. Like you could really do it. Yeah, you might have to sell one or two of your properties, or like ten of your Android like robot like slaves. <laughs> How many? say No, I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. I yeah, that is a huge portion of. His money, like if we're talking about like percentage wise, yeah. It's a big deal percentage wise, but it's like if you take 99.9% of somebody's net worth and they still have billions of dollars. They still have more than most people in the world. Yeah. It's, it's, um, like, I mean, I could spend a million dollars, like, but it would be hard. But like 10 million, yeah. like that, that would be, I couldn't. I would just have to consign myself to being happy with living off of. Uh, nine million dollars, but like a billion dollars, like, dude, you can't. I mean, feasibly, if you had a million dollars right now, Christian, you could spend that in a way that you could live the rest of your life comfortably. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I could do every. I could fix everything I wanted in the house, and like help my family, and still have enough money to like start a business. Yeah, you could like pay off a mortgage, pay your mm-hmm. bills for the rest of your life, and be comfortable, and not have to worry about. Like working, really. yeah. Ten million is a lot of money. A million is still a lot of money. Yeah, but like a billion is a, a thousand million. Yeah, like that's a lot. Like, and uh, Bill Gates would still have six of those, uh, not counting assets. Uh, after a hundred billion dollars were taken from him, so it's funny. Uh, Bill Gates' response to question about Warren saying that and Warren comes back she tweets she's like hey uh, Bill you know I'm not going to take 100 billion from you don't worry uh, let's talk you know let's talk about uh, tax plans and policies I'd be interested in your input and I think that if you look at you know ElizabethWarren.com uh, you'll find that, uh, that that we can get along you know we can be part of the same same team and uh, and and Bernie Sanders was like 
um, we're not going to take a hundred billion dollars from him. But what if we did? You know how much? <laughs> how much? How how much? Uh, school lunch would that pay for? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh, what we could we could provide clean water to every city in America. You know, we can make uh, clean water. Uh, we could fix Flint. We well, yeah. I mean, Flint. It, well, it costs like fifty six million. Like yeah. to you could fix it today if you could if you could throw fifty six million at it. Is that like the the quoted figure? Yeah, it's around. It's about fifty six yeah. million. Okay. Um. So it's an entirely doable thing. Like Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, um, Richard Branson, uh, you know, Elon Musk, the all these assholes could fix Flint, Michigan, like tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Um. But instead, they'd rather filter the money through charities to drizzle money over certain groups like in a coordinated way that makes them still have money or whatever uh it, billionaires are the problem uh the system that creates billionaires the problem uh like the system that creates trump is the problem it's not just trump like republicans or uh trump uh it they'll also tell you like that they wish that they could just go back to not caring about politics that they would prefer to to just go back and having brunch and sheet cake oh, and yeah. like r- ignore why everything. Would you have to why would you want to have to worry about keeping up appearances or caring about anyone's opinion or caring about the well being of anyone even right. in, even in semblance when you could just live your life and just you know put up essentially you could just like put up uh, tinted glass and ignore oh people yeah who are like oh, poor tinted than you. glass beautiful imagery yeah it's so good. Because you know they that that's the thing they they didn't need to worry about it because it wasn't on the news. The poor people were dying on the street, but NPR didn't talk about it. You know and now and then when they did, it's like oh those poor poor people like I guess I'll give ten dollars more to this like shelter. You know it's like well, why why is this always a problem? Like for a hundred years. You know, we, why is poverty just like always a problem? Uh, and, and it's because of capitalism. The the liberals and the conservatives they they fight about the way to solve the problem, uh, but neither of them work, and they always undo what each other do. Um, but it doesn't matter because the result is in a capitalist system, you need to have uh, poor people to take advantage of. Uh, and if you don't have poor people to take advantage of, then uh, the capitalists suffer and they have to take pay cuts and they don't like that. So they, they'd rather not. Uh, and they do everything they can not to. It's got some kind of tax for the rich. It's got what else has it got? Well, this whole thing is a an exercise in um, like I, I said that she's trying to play prices right with Bernie Sanders. Like right. she, she always <clears throat> she always offers a dollar less. And it sounds like she is kind of tracking on a lot of the same things from what you described. It's it's all the same stuff uh, because. Um, because she knows he has support. She she knows he has support. She knows that it's popular. Um, the the Democrats know that leftist ideas are popular, 
And that's why Obama won. Like he, he drew support from the anti-war left uh, and spoke some of their language and uh, talked about being a leftist. Uh, but then when he won, he told the movement to go away. Like, uh, and he, he said their ideas were, were unworkable. And he's like, look, I got this. Go go to sleep. Um, and then the, the, the government that we got, like, was just a giveaway to billionaires and uh, drone-making companies. And we got, like, more drone strikes. We've been bomb- bombing Yemen now for, like, 15 years mm-hmm. uh, just for no fucking reason, just because Saudi Arabia, like, wants us to um, with our with our drone strikes and selling weapons to Saudi Arabia. Like, that, that wasn't – that's not new. Like, uh, the world before Trump in- – includes that like this is all of the world before trump um and uh so when you talk to leftists or no pardon me when you talk to democrats as a leftist like they say like look uh we can't win if we go too hard left look at uh and they, they pull out some guy from like 1975 it's like whose name escapes me tragically um he uh Dukakis. michael Dukakis. okay yeah my name rings a bell maybe that guy or maybe some other guy it doesn't matter anyway the point is uh there is this like ancient uh history in the Democratic Party. Sorry, that section of us going is going to become an intro. <laughs> Throw that in there maybe. I don't know. Edit this all out. Just edit the whole show down to two minutes. <laughs> um, but uh, this... Don't you... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, thank you for listening to Left on the List uh, podcast. Uh, never mind. Anyway, so... <laughs> Democrats will point out that there's this guy and he ran uh, as a leftist and he didn't win. And like Jesse Jackson also ran, you know, as a leftist and, you know, he didn't win uh, the primary. And and so there's this idea like leftists can't win. But then you look at the Obama victory and it's like he won because he ran as a leftist. Leftists absolutely can win. Uh, And so now that that changes the calculus like there's this idea like okay left is more popular now um because we've seen how we, we we've been doing it the way the liberals want uh for a long time and they keep losing and when they do get power like it, it's it doesn't matter it's it's a waste of time like they just lose power anyway and then every every modest thing that they do like gets overturned anyway so uh w- what's what's the point like that and that's why conservatives win so the establishment centrist Democrats, they're like, well, leftists can't win. But then Bernie Sanders is doing really, really well. And then Warren is doing really well, too. But she's doing well with people that uh, agree with the framing of the conservative argument uh, that you you can't give everything to everyone. 
that we can't afford it. That the debt is an important thing. That it's that the too deficit's risky important. to shake up the it's, framework. It's too risky, right? And so they they agree with that framing, and so they they go with the more modest version, thinking that that is better because conservatives say so. Um, but the the problem is you you end up with something that is weaker. You're not coming to the table with your strongest opinion first. You know, like Elizabeth Warren responds to Bill Gates saying, let's meet, let's chat. Uh, and Bernie Sanders is like, maybe we should take $100 billion from you. That would make the world a better place. Mm. You should be fucking scared of me. Um, and, you know, who who is going to actually fight billionaires and um, end up with a better solution or a better resolution. You know, the person that's like, uh, I don't really want to take a hundred billion. Don't worry about me. You know, or the person that's like, yeah, come to the bargaining table prepared to be begging for your life. You know, uh, you Bill Gates should be coming to the bargaining table with uh, a Bernie Sanders administration. Uh, glad that he can only keep $10 billion dollars. Um, instead of like only having six billion, you know, um, still his 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 uh, wealth tax is just a little bit more than Warren's. It's it's not a big, and it, but also it starts earlier than Warren's. Uh, Warren uh, had an interview. It's hilarious to watch this question. It's not really an interview. It was like a at the end of a rally. She just asked this question. One of the things that's really funny is there's a woman standing behind her, shaking her head no in disbelief uh, with every turn in Warren's like uh, answer to this question of uh, what is middle class like who who will pay taxes like and she's like not the middle class no one making under a billion dollars hmm. and the person behind her is like shaking wow. her head like yeah that's the I backed class. the wrong candidate <laughs> like, yeah because it's it's so ridiculous this idea like you're saying that if I make five hundred million dollars, I'm not going to pay more in taxes. Uh, she's like, no, no, you know. And and she also and it's you're saying, you're saying that uh, your uh, middle class, if you make like nine hundred million dollars, oh yeah, you know, okay, Th- yeah. that's ridiculous. So I guess uh, my goals of middle class America have been a little skewed. <laughs> it's going to take me a little longer to get there than I initially anticipated. But... Good luck. Yeah, yeah, if you if you worked since uh, the beginning of time for minimum wage, uh, then <laughs> you would not have as much as Jeff Bezos the be- has. <laughs> the beginning of time. Are we going off of like the Big Bang, like? Like calculation of the no, the years? Earth is only um, six thousand years old. Oh well, then I definitely wouldn't have enough money. <laughs> right. Okay, my bad. Uh, no, I, well, there 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 have been a bunch of figures bandied around. Um, Broke ab- boy about uh, what's that? Broke boy. Broke boy. Uh, about like how long it would take to make a hundred billion dollars if you worked minimum wage. It's like it takes a long ass time. Yeah, I wish I had my calculator. I'll I'll put some show notes in there. Yeah, show noted. Can, can I check out the show notes? Check out the show notes. So Elizabeth Warren uh, has put out the her her Medicare for all plan. It it shouldn't be called Medicare for all because it isn't for everyone. Uh, so why is it called that? You know, it's branding is why. Right. Um, well, okay. It's it it's her plan affects everyone. 
so there's that. Sure. Uh, I'd say that. Bernie's plan puts uh, raises the um, payroll tax to eight percent. Um, so it's like for every dollar that the company gives me, like they they take eight percent out of it. You know, it's as like, opposed to what? As opposed to like seven. I don't know what payroll okay. taxes right now. Across the board, it yeah, at, yeah. At so eight. it's a, it's it's a um, a percent. Uh, that is, you know, it's bigger for richer people and it's smaller for poor people. Yeah. You know, it's odd that it just goes up at all for poor people. The like, difference between uh, the Bernie plan and the Warren plan, as far as like what the employers have to contribute, because um, it's the thing, she's like, the middle class isn't going to have a scene increase at all. Like, okay, it's interesting. How, how do you do it? She's like, well, one thing I'm going to do is uh, immigration reform. I'm going to get like so many billions of money uh, out of immigration reform. It's like, huh, I don't see how you're going to make money off of immigration reform, but okay. Uh, but the big, the major difference, um, well, also in Bernie's, Bernie's plan is a lot more clear about how it's going to make money, um, what what programs he's going to do. And they seem more doable, but the, but the biggest like most dramatic difference was the difference between Bernie's uh, employer contribution being a raise in the payroll ca- uh, tax versus Elizabeth Warren. Uh, she will have a head tax. Every employer who currently uh, pays for medical insurance, which also uh, when you have a, a company under 50 employees, you don't have to um, pay uh, for insurance for your, your employees. So the ones that aren't paying for uh, health insurance for their employees, they won't have to have this tax on them. Uh, so if she wins, then just stop paying for your workers, and then you won't get this punishment, essentially. Hmm. But uh, every company that is under 50 that is paying for health insurance, and, and every other company over 50 that is uh, every one, um, they have to pay a head tax of $9,600. And it's weird because if you're a company employing 50 people at minimum wage, you know, or you're employing 51 people at minimum wage, you know, or you're a company like, like a hedge fund where you're employing 51 millionaires at minimum wage, uh, the fact that they're they're paying the same amount, um, you should immediately see how that is bonkers. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> if we're going back to percentages, absolutely insane difference. Yeah. I mean, we, if you just have like 8%, uh, then a millionaire, uh, they're getting a lot more out of their check. Uh, but as a percent, it's the same. And when you're a millionaire, it doesn't matter. Like when you're poor, 8% is still a lot. Right. It sucks. Proportionally, you shouldn't. But, be going broke as a billionaire if eight percent goes away. Yeah, uh, but ninety six hundred dollars um, from a millionaire uh, don't doesn't mean shit. And Elizabeth Warren is like, see, I'm not taxing the middle class, but but it sort of is still a tax on the middle class. Just like you know the um, if, if you have like a value added tax, that's a tax on the middle class. If you have um, they, they, in Portland, they fought, uh, having a tax on things that are sold to 
big companies uh, and people are like, well, that'll, that'll become a tax on the middle class because these companies will raise their prices. Um, well, when when a company has 55 employees at minimum wage and they have to pay a head tax of $9,600 on, on each of their employees, well, one of the things they could do is just fire two of them. You know, or uh, if they have like 300 employees, they could fire a few, like replace them with with fewer people that they pay more. Um, but another another way out of this is to um, hire more contractors that are not technically employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another way out of it is to um, turn your business into a group of businesses. Like this department is its own business now, hmm. uh, and we we pay that department a service, uh, a fee, and it provides us a service. Right, like the that company is contracted by us, therefore we are lumped together. So yeah, therefore, the, the, the HR department because it becomes its own company. Hmm. The yeah. it's HR Incorporated who serves right. Boss Incorporated. Right, yeah. right. This one company, you know. So it's it's easy to get around, um, and then the result too is. Uh, she she wants to have a program, a, a health care plan where uh, people can still just have uh, be paying insurance, giving money to a middleman to deny you coverage and to charge you money. Um, like that's okay. Uh, I don't get it, but the the result is there's less people paying into uh, the single payer option. Um, so it's not going to have, it's not going to be as efficient. It's not going to be able to uh, negotiate, uh, better prices than, uh, Bernie's plan, which is for everybody to be in the public option. Um, and it also doesn't cover, uh, healthcare. It doesn't expand Medicare to include, uh, healthcare, which, uh, Bernie's plan does. So it like, it just on its face is just a worse plan and it takes 10 years to, uh, to start, which is another thing. It's like, yeah, it's not fully phased in for 10 years. So, um, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. It, it, it's, I don't understand why anybody would be for, for, for Warren at all. to left on the list brought to you by 19 crimes we literally created 19 crimes before we started recording this podcast today all of them heinous yeah okay um well do you have anything else you wanted to say i'm like we're not i was just talking into the mic i'm not gonna like restart (laughs) the left on the list intro um uh, i mean you should you could you could like take that put that at the beginning oh yeah you, you want know? me to you want me to do radio voice uh i don't know this Wait, is uh i have i have a, a fake radio voice um welcome to left on the list with christian matson you're listening to kkjz smooth jazz yeah you gotta add more sound effects than that kpx5 <laughs> 
I always do a Dean scream. I can't, I can't scream any other way. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I like, uh, uh, exclaim, you know, really loud. Uh, I, and I hear that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds stupid. It sounds like, it sounds like, ah, ah. yeah. It sounds like a, a fake movie death. Yeah. Dean, Dean is funny too. Cause, uh, you know, he like lost the, his campaign because of his like Dean scream, you know? Oh, that Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Dean, Dean. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and he, he, uh, yeah, he easily could have won, but then it's like, he also was opposed to, um, marijuana legalization because he gets so much money from pharmaceutical industries. Mm. Like even these, uh, DNC darlings, like Dean, who are like seem kind of progressive, they're not. They're not very progressive. Yeah, maybe good that he didn't win. Pharmaceutical uh, backing. I don't know. There's a lot of shady shit that happens in pharmaceuticals. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, what were we? What were we gonna do before we started screaming KPX five? Uh, anything? let's see. Well, I wanted to do a recap on this to help me think about what else I wanted to talk about. I mean, I guess one, the one thing, the reason why I wrote the Instagram post that I wrote, which everybody should check out, find my Instagram by becoming friends with me on Twitter and <laughs> then finding the post where I tell you what my Instagram name is. Why don't you just tell them what your handle is on Instagram? I don't want fr- fan, like new people to follow me unless they really want to follow me. You know, like they have to earn it. <laughs> they have to find the information. Interesting marketing strategy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a less is more sort of thing. Um, also, I don't remember what my ins- like my Instagram handle is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's like wine, by the wine storm, isn't it? Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got drunk or high or one of those things. And, and I was thinking about like what you said. You're like, I w- next time maybe have like more examples about um, – what what do you mean when you say like the failure of capitalism? Um, like what are specific examples of how capitalism has failed? Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about that uh, as we close out, as I finish my final glass of wine. Okay. Um, which, yeah, I almost finished this bottle. Yeah. Wow. I could probably not do that and be okay. <laughs> you could you could not drink a bottle of wine. And, and be okay. And you would be okay. No, uh, I, I think the opposite. I think if I drank a bottle of wine, I would not be okay. Right. No, yeah. it was so funny on Halloween. Like, I watched you drink like two beers, and you're like, "I'm so messed up right now." It's, oh no, dude. dude. Okay, so we. <laughs> first of all, another embarrassing confession. Lightweight. <laughs> no, it's not really an embarrassing confession. No, no, it's. Good. I definitely am a lightweight. Which means it costs less to get me drunk. That's great. I also had some, what was it, like rum? No, gin. Oh, right. There was gin at the house. And you then and I had your boy like, were drinking like a bottle of gin. And then like two and a half beers, which were, what were they? They were like. Olies or something. <clears throat> no, it was, um. I don't remember the name of the beer. <clears throat> but it's like a high percentage beer. Mm. It's not like a Miller Lite. It was like an 8% beer. Six, seven, eight. That was probably like high sixes, actually. Mm. Which uh, now, now that I say that, it's like no, oh, okay, it's not that. Crazy. But you also had like a half a bottle of gin. Well, no, or a quarter I, yeah. of bottle. Of gin. I think I had maybe two, maybe three shots of gin. Man, yeah. your boy like was wasted, dude. 
like what the fuck is wrong with somebody who is really drunk and won't eat if he'd ate he would have been fine but yeah it's like he was refusing to eat he well and he kept trying to tell the story about how I'm wrong about capitalism because of uh, like a character from the Witcher series oh or, no, or something Siri and we're like he What's... really likes that series oh, I'm like what is what is Siri like the Apple voice assistant oh and it's like no no, no this character Siri is Witcher, like yeah. what I don't know who that is <laughs> well he was extraordinarily wasted which I think had to do with the fact that yeah, like was. a few days before that like earlier that week oh. maybe the weekend whatever he, like I hadn't been drinking um, mm-hmm. and then he was like man I haven't gotten like like really like messed up like thrown up drunk in a, like a long time and I was like great don't do that yeah, right. <laughs> but like that precedent I think was set mm-hmm. and I think he just wanted to go super hard and get drunk it's fun to go hard yeah. but like it wasn't ah. <laughs> it wasn't at all I had he, a great like, time Sort of ruined my night. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, we had a we had a great time, and then and then we went instead of going to the place where we're gonna get food, we went to the gym, see yeah. sign up. <laughs> Which I, in my defense, I didn't want to do. You guys just like surprise drove me there, and then I was like waiting, and then like, yeah, well, yeah. You you should have said no. Yeah, well, I did when you guys were like turning on like, when Kathleen was like. Wait, which way is it? And like the bar, it's like I'm left there. And I was like, no, 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 like the gym. I was like, you guys are driving me to the gym. Like we don't have to go to the gym right now. Well, see, that's the thing. You said we don't have to, but then we felt like we were doing you a favor. Uh, yeah, You're like no, it's, it's like, fine. It, <laughs> but like I literally signed up for the gym that night, and it was like, oh my god, this pressure. I have to like do this quick. Signing up as and, fast as possible. And the poor can. girl was like scrambling to like find the information because I was like asking about like rates and stuff, and like what my benefits were. Oh, yeah. So we sent your boy in to, like, get you because we thought you were taking a long time because, yeah. like, you were hitting on the girl or something. No, she was really cute, but I was, like, definitely just trying to sign up. And then he was, like, being a dick. <laughs> oh, no. And he was, like, really not making me look good in front of this girl. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was, like, calm down, man. Like, if they leave, I'll get you a ride. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it was not great. Oh, man. Well, I hope your friend listens to this. <laughs> no, this part isn't making it in. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no. No, we're going to wrap up with whatever you were going to say. Uh, okay, okay, okay. What was I going to say? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to talk about the Bhopal disaster, but I don't know any facts. Like, whatever. Look it up. Bhopal. It's a big deal. Uh, oh, yeah. And, like, the talcum powder thing. Like, you see, you're hanging out at a bar, and, like, you see, like, advertisement on TV uh, all the time it's like hey did you get cancer from using talcum powder like uh, they call this number get in, get yeah. in on this class, class action, action lawsuit right yeah and it's like a really big really big class action lawsuit um, because to get the talc um, you mine it from these places where there is also some asbestos and so you need to take the asbestos out hmm. And the talcum powder industry knew this uh, for a long time, uh, but they didn't really take like care. And they advertised, especially to minority uh, communities, um, the use of talcum powder for being put like on genitals, 
you know, is like chafe relief to help with swamp crotch. You know, like yeah, like like baby powder essentially for to, adults. Yeah, it's baby powder. Yeah, you know, uh, and uh, but like this specifically mar- uh, marketed this to minority communities, and um, even though they knew that there is asbestos in there. And and that that's why it's such a huge case, and, and they're going to be spending like a billion dollars on a payout, um, because so many people got like ovarian cancer, yeah, uh, because they were uh, using baby, uh, the talcum yeah, powder. That's in this like, way. like knowingly that them selling that product in to, for that specific purpose is like, it's like borderline genocide. It's when um. You like infertilize a population. Yeah, mass sterilization. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, a form of mass sterilization. And, and that, that's that's the thing. Like capitalism and and racism, like the extreme racism that we've seen in this country and like our dark dark history, our bloody history. Um, they're they're really intertwined because it's not just that white people hate, like, or some white people hate, uh, like some people. It's that the racism uses capitalism as a tool and and vice versa it's like the the capitalism uses racism as a tool it's like we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of the fact that like these populations are poor um meanwhile like banks are like we're gonna make sure that these people these these populations stay poor um every every major capitalist institution has its little paw, a little tentacle in um, fucking up uh, like African American communities, like redlining, um, making sure like the only place where you can uh, get a house, uh, you know, is going to be in a place where with a lot of uh, pollution. Um, so, so that I, I thought was interesting. Um, an example, like another example of how like capitalism has failed. Um, I think capitalist listening to this, uh, or a bootlicker, because um, if you if you don't actually have capital and you're defending capitalism, then you're not a capitalist. You're a bootlicker. You're you're licking the boot that kicks in the face of humanity forever. Um, you know, if you if you're a bootlicker, then you you're like, well, the Bhopal disaster killed like two thousand people in India. Um, like that was just an, an industrial accident, you know. That's that's all that was. That was a failure of uh, government in the area to impose regulation, but also have like the teeth necessary to make that regulation stick. But like they had regulations, but the government was taking money from Dow Chemical or Union Carbide. Uh, Dow bought Union Carbide, so. It's down now, but at the time it was Union Carbide, uh, and you know they had they had regulations and they had safety inspectors, but the safety inspectors told them like it's breaking. You know all of these things have these problems. We have to stop doing this. We have to stop working here. You know we have to stop this machinery. Like you, you you've got to stop. And they're like, no, we don't want to. We don't care. Like the, it could cause an explosion. Fine, and then it did cause an explosion, a massive chemical cloud, and who lived nearby this uh, chemical treatment plant, but only the very poorest people. Uh, so, yeah, a shit ton of poor people died. Uh, who cares? Like, nobody. The Bhopal disaster is still something that 
um, Dow has not atoned for. And they're like, well, we bought Union Carbide, but we're not Union Carbide. You know, we're a different company. So fuck yourself. Um, like that, that's, that's capitalism, man. Like a, a capitalist would say like, well, you know, that's the, the talcum, the asbestos and the talcum powder. It's like, okay, yeah, they knew about it, but like, that's just their fault. You know, they made that problem. They made that decision. You know, it's not capitalism's fault, but it's like, look, every disaster bootlickers are saying that every time it's like, oh, uh, it's, it's not capitalism's fault that this school is requiring students to pay lunch debt. Uh, and, and if they don't pay it, they can't graduate, but also local business leaders who are offering to pay off that lunch debt, the, the school district is refusing their money. It's like, that's not capitalism. Um, that's, that's local politics, but it's like, why is the school punishing poor people? Why does the school have like a policy to punish poor children? Like, how is that not capitalism? I was thinking, man, you always drain your last drink. Um, if you want to do a little little sign off thing, that kind of was your wind down though, mm. so you don't really need to do anything else. Yeah, I, uh, I get, it's hard to say. Like, what, what should my sign off be? It's like, um, <laughs> what did you do last time? You were like, see you next. Time. See you next. Time. Which I don't think. I mean, like, it could be a. a a gag it could be a joke but no i solidarity with uh all of the workers of the world see you next see yeah. <laughs> solidarity <laughs> yeah you really got to put your arm into it solidarity yeah oh, make, sure, make sure to punch the mic at the end damn i almost did Sol- uh yeah solidarity man uh yeah keep it real out there solidarity with who with uh you know the workers they like putting it another way uh man the billionaires like they have solidarity with each other yeah for sure yeah uh they 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 band together they're a band of brothers like they're they're helping each other out all the time i mean evidently since they all know each other they they all they all flew in epstein's planes uh oh yeah um michael bloomberg uh also flew uh right i think with epstein yeah i think you yeah. mentioned that when you said he's running yeah and it's like uh and it kind of reminds me like john Kerry uh campaign against george bush and they both were in the skull and bones like weird club in yeah. harvard yeah, and uh, and then it's like all of this evidence comes out that the the vote was perhaps stolen and john Kerry like steps aside um and John Kerry and and uh, Al Gore have both admitted that they um, regret stepping aside, but they both did so despite having credible reports that the election uh, results were, were were suspicious. Yeah, um, not the first time in history. They well, yeah, certainly not the first time in history. Uh, it's a big history, but I mean, of the United States. Yeah, yeah, in the United States, like there there are whispers of other like. Uh, uh, I mean, JFK. JFK. Yeah. yeah, counting dead people. That's what they say. Uh, I don't know yeah. anything about that, but like the the thing with um, Al Gore. Sure that one's true. Yeah, I, I I bet it. I bet it is. 
Um, but the thing with Al Gore uh, and, and John Kerry, they both uh, had credible reports that uh, uh, shit was stolen, and then they just they just stepped away because they they didn't want to risk uh, damaging the public trust in the the integrity of the elections. And it's like, dude, thanks for nothing. Like uh, Al Gore really could have fought. And the, there were there were a lot of like election machines that were fucking suspicious, and we're finding now that uh, all of the all almost all of the election machines are owned by people that support Republicans. Uh, they're like the companies that make these machines. Diebold is one of them. Diebold is a company that is owned by, uh, in part, by uh, Dick Cheney. Hmm. Um, it sounds like Die Hard. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, you, know, you know, it's like, so the billionaires have solidarity with each other. Like, uh, workers need to have solidarity with each other. Uh, workers in and poor people in Rojava and Algeria and Haiti and Chile, um, you know, where all these, these protests are happening, but just, just everywhere in the world. It's, it's vital that we uh, care for each other and one another uh, in the issues that affect us as, uh, as a whole, as a group. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, that's a podcast. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>